So, time to get back to little Brenny. Well, I wasn't Brenny yet. In the orphanage, they gave me a Chinese name, Al Wei, which means Little Rose. I hadn't given much thought to my Chinese name for a long time until I got to college and I actually got a tattoo of the characters and a physical rose on my back as well. So maybe that can be a story that I share another time. But I think names are definitely really important. And, and when I arrived in the U.S., my mom gave me the name Brennison, B-R-E-N-I-S-E-N which my mom quote-unquote Americanized from an old French novel. The name was like Brunasson and had like O's and U's and a lot of N's. My middle name is Pamela, which is named after my aunt, my mom's sister. So a little more about me. I grew up in Tampa, Florida, and I think in order to understand who I am, it's important to know a little bit about my family, my friends. I think my relationships really speak to who I am as a person. The different people in my life have really contributed to me becoming the person that I am today. So to mention a couple people in my immediate family, I have an older brother named Alex. He's seven years older than me. Alex and I are very different. Sometimes it astonishes me that we grew up in the same household. We're not different in necessarily a bad way per se. We both experienced childhood trauma and since he was older than me, I definitely watched him and saw how he responded to challenging family events like our parents' divorce. I watched him study extremely hard for his AP classes in high school, play basketball for hours on end, and spend quality time with his friends. I picked up on these coping mechanisms and healthy outlets from a young age, and I am appreciative of him for teaching me that. One thing that is different beyond the fact that he has blonde hair and blue eyes and is a boy who experiences the world differently from me is that I embed vulnerability into my relationships a little more than he does. I think he's put up these protective walls and I just mm, never grew those walls, I guess. Like even some of his close friends would come over to our house and think I was his girlfriend because they didn't even know he had a sister. And I think I noticed that and wanted to be a little more vulnerable in my own relationships and friendships. I've learned a lot about patience through having him as a brother because we just operate differently, but I think it's helped me be more considerate of other people's ways of doing things. Another person who has contributed to who I am is my stepdad, Brian. He taught me a lot about what to look for in a future partner because I watched him treat my mom with respect and kindness. He is very thoughtful and I have a lot of meaningful conversations with him. I swear one of his love languages is checking on my car and making sure the oil is good and everything is working well because he cares about my safety. And having someone who values my safety meant and still means a lot to me. A few of my family members did call in to answer the prompt, how would you describe Brenny to someone who doesn't know her? Here they are. Hi, Brenny. This is Grammy. I want to say that you are the most amazing person that I know. You are beautiful inside and outside. I love you very much. You are compassionate and caring, which is the most wonderful thing you can be in your life. Remember me that I always love you. Bye-bye. I have four words that describe Brittany for me. And those words are strong, resilient, caring, and intelligent. Bernie has not had an easy life, and she sure, I'm sure, has not felt those things at all moments. But they certainly are the ones that come to mind when I think of Brennison. 
Brittany is my daughter. She is a blessing, a delight to be around. She lights up any room she is in. I admire Brittany, uh, and I admire the way she connects with others and how she perseveres through all the challenge, challenges with optimism. I love you, Brittany, and I could go on and on and on, but put simply, you are wonderful, and I love you. Hi, Brittany. This is your mommy. Brittany is a very bright um, young woman who's very, very cute. Very teeny. Um, she, when she was younger, she taught herself how to read. Mostly, it seemed because she was so social. She's very friendly, very outgoing. It makes friends very easily with other people. Her only problem is sometimes she needs to step back and think who she is, which is but otherwise dreamly loyal, extremely family oriented, and has a very good sense of taste. I am super proud of her super proud of knowing her and very proud of who she is becoming and I can only wish her the very best. So the voices you heard were my grandma, my aunt Lara, my mom, and my aunt Pam. You will hear more about my grandma in a future full episode but something I will say is that I learned a lot about caregiving from her. In college I was attracted to a lot of supportive roles like being a community advisor in the dorms, being a peer mentor, and I think it's because my grandma has always instilled in me the importance of helping others. She is a mother of six children and a grandma of dozens of grandchildren and she is always looking out for them which inspires me to do the same for other people around me. My Aunt Lara has taught me a lot about acceptance, strength, and self-care. Even this past Thanksgiving, she would go for walks as kind of like her own mini meditation to be in quiet solitude in nature, and it inspired me to do more things because I want to and because they feel good. I think because of being exposed to that even on that trip, I spent more time reading and exercising because those things make me feel good. She mentioned how I haven't had an easy life and to hear that she thinks I'm resilient means so much to me because she is one of the strongest people that I know who also has not had an easy life and has experienced more loss than I can imagine and is still such a strong force of positivity and perseverance. Both her and my mom are teachers and givers. My mom has played an enormous role in shaping who I am. I loved hearing about how my mom thinks I light up every room I am in because she has seen me as a very dark cloud in some of my darkest moments and she also is a ray of sunshine that I try to emulate. My mom has taught me a lot about connecting with others. She mentioned how she admires that about me and I think I learned a lot from her. Um, she was in ESOL, she was an ESOL teacher where she taught students whose first language wasn't English and has always inspired me to be curious about other people's experiences from a young age. A lot of things that I get applauded for, like my work ethic or my kindness, I can definitely attribute to my mom because I watched her basically be superwoman while I was growing up. So having a ton of jobs while taking a heavy course load in college seemed really normal to me because that's what I watched her do. Something that I learned from my Aunt Pam is to do the things that you love. She loves to cook and bake, train for athletic races such as triathlons and marathons, and since being in college, I have grown to enjoy cooking a lot and also continue being active through trying new forms of exercise like silks, boxing, and CrossFit. She is also a really reliable and caring person. I've learned about I have learned a lot about always being there for those who you care about or who need you no matter what. 
So I mentioned that I grew up in Florida, and while I did have a difficult childhood, I was blessed with many people who supported me. I think my support system made a huge difference, and me being able to graduate from high school when I was 16 and not feel alone. I felt like I had a lot of people in my corner rooting for me, who would listen to me and loved me unconditionally. Some of those family friends called in, so let's take a listen. Granny is an awesome, awesome young lady who I've known for many, many years. She is just a highly, highly motivated young young lady who is very, very smart, very kind, and, and just goes for it and gets it. She has accomplished in her in her young life what a lot of other people uh, take an eternity to accomplish. So proud of her and her accomplishment. Go get them, Brenny. Hi, my name is Ray Green, and I've been knowing Brenny probably since she was, oh, probably three, maybe four. And Brenny has always been a curious person, a curious little child, always asking questions and always learning. That was the thing that impressed me most about her as a little girl. She was always asking questions that were questions that should have been coming maybe from a grown-up, but she was asking, you know, the questions. And I'm so proud of her at this point in her, her life. And what a, what a great person. But anyway, um, I just wanted to let you know how she grew up and what a, what a great child she was. Thank you. Hi. I've known Brittany since she was a very little girl. And she was always very focused and very driven. She seemed uh, very mature for her age, but she always had a lot of fun while doing very well. I liked the way that she always thought things out and was not afraid to take a risk to try and accomplish uh, what she wanted. And in the process, she was also fun to be around and nice to other people. I'd say Brittany is a very selfless, dedicated, independent woman who's always looking to help others in need or helping others who don't even need it sometimes. So Brittany is someone who, since she was in elementary school, who can make fast friends, has a lot of acquaintances. But once you become that good friend where she considers you her best friend. She has your back and she is the best friend that a person could have. Open-minded, listens well, and I'm just so grateful that my daughter has her as somebody who is, you could say, a lifelong friend. And it's the greatest thing. She's such a great young lady and developing to such From being a teenager to young adult to the woman that she is, and I'm just so proud of her. So the voices you heard were my mom's friends, Amira, Ray, and Shirley, my friend from middle school and high school, Jacob, and my best friend, Disney's mom, Sil. When I was growing up, I told everyone that I wanted to be a doctor, just like Amira. I did pursue the pre-med track for the first two years of college. 
I went all in. I was accepted in the Minnesota Future Doctors program as a freshman, held two leadership positions for a pre-med student group. I would attend workshops to practice multiple mini interviews and writing my personal statement. I volunteered in a burn unit at the hospital. I truly felt like it was my calling to help people in that capacity. I even added on a second major. So I was originally a physiology major and then I added psychology with the intention of it making me a more holistic and comprehensive physician. But then it actually became something that I was more passionate about and learned more about the research and career opportunities that psychology had to offer. I also worked at a community clinic where I was able to shadow a couple of physicians there, they were primary care physicians, and one of them looked at me after we had just seen a patient and I was asking him questions. He said, have you ever thought of being a psychiatrist or pursuing a career in psychology because the way that you think you sound like a psychologist? So that was really interesting to me and kind of planted some seeds for me to start thinking about psychology as a career. So I made a big transition to switch to psychology full time and that was a really difficult decision for me because I had felt like I invested so much time and effort that would all be for nothing if I just chose to not pursue it anymore but I ended up being appreciative for those experiences because it led me down a path that made more sense for me in the end so I'm glad I didn't trap myself in that narrative it's really easy to do but my friends and family were supportive in that switch because they wanted me to do what would make me happy so that definitely helped to have their support. Hearing that Amira is still extremely proud of me even though I didn't become a mini version of her is honestly so relieving to hear. I think I did have a fear of what people would think but I realized it was less about what I wanted to do and more about how I was doing it. Was whatever I'm pursuing making me happy? Was it something that I was passionate about? That's what they cared about more. My mom's other friends, Ray and Shirley, also taught me the importance of a safe space, not only physically but also to ask those questions they mentioned and be inquisitive. I think if they would have shut me down as a kid, I wouldn't be as curious as I am now. I also thought it was cool that Shirley said, I took risks even as a kid because I never thought of those things in that way. I saw productivity in being driven as a survival tool rather than something vulnerable. Maybe I am a few months older than the orphanage assigned me because I did get called mature quite often as a kid. I think life did have a way of making me grow up pretty fast and that quality continued throughout high school because everyone kind of assumed I was 18 when I was really 16 as a freshman and even my friends who know my age, it's not a secret, they would forget a lot and they would invite me me to go out or something and they would explain that they always think that I'm their age or older. Also, Jacob is a friend that I still make sure I visit every time in, I'm in Florida because he has taught me a lot about friendship and the importance of social support. He's a really good listener and, and hearing him say that I'm selfless is sweet because I definitely would describe him in that way as well. We certainly bonded over having really strong moms who also instilled the value of thoughtfulness in us. Another large part of my social support system growing up was my best friend Disney's family. I didn't realize how pivotal it was for me not only to have exposure to an Asian family but also feel a part of it in some ways. Eating traditional Asian food, helping to prepare it, learning about their culture, hearing their parents speak loud to each other, too many things to name but I think the biggest thing that I learned was seeing healthy dependence and so many acts of love and care. Growing up I was very independent and tried to do everything on my own and Disney's family definitely helped to remind me that 
that it's okay to rely on other people. They won't always let you down and it's nice to have someone to look out for you. I admire Disney's mom a lot, so to hear her say that she's really happy that her daughter has me as a best friend makes me feel like I've made it. I won the lottery, seriously. I value my connection to their family and my friendship with the Disney a lot because they have gone to the moon and back to advocate for me. If I could describe Brenny in three words, they would be strong, capable, and inspirational because she definitely gives some of the best advice I've ever received and she is like very determined, um, ambitious person. Brenny is beautiful inside and out. If I had to describe her in three words, I would say generous, supportive, and strong. Brenny Wheeler is um, very intentional. Um, in my time as friends with her, we had a lot of great conversations. Um, she's very good at being open-minded and listening to different experiences and learning about other people's perspectives through their learned, lived experience. Um, she's also very intentional in her life, very hardworking. Uh, she's always working towards her next goal, um, but also open to other opportunities that pop up that, you know, may uh, create um, a different goal for her. Um, and like I said, just a very good friend, very supportive, and um, fun to be around. If I could describe Brittany in a few words, I would say she is a powerhouse. She definitely is one who is focused and is very consistent, very detail-oriented, um, someone who you can really get along with and you can tell who is super genuine um, and just really appreciates what she does in life. The way I will describe Bernie to a person who doesn't know anything about her is that she's a caring and understanding individual who cares so much about people in the world and her friends. Another thing is that she is always has a positive attitude, and it's just so contagious that her positivity just radiates off of her and onto other people. Another thing is that she is such an inspiration. If she has a goal in mind, she will do whatever it takes to achieve it and won't stop until she achieves that goal. That's the kind of person who Brittany is. Brittany Wheeler is one of the most driven and focused people that I've met in my life. She's a young graduate that has big dreams. Whenever she sees something or wants something, she makes it a need and goes after it with 100%, which is something that not only I admire, but the people around her admire. And now that I'm seeing that she's making a podcast, I feel like it's a, that's something that she would do because it's it's a way of giving her opinions and giving giving her knowledge, which is perfect because she's a smart woman. And I can't wait to listen to the podcast. So the voices you heard were Amira, Crystal, Connor, Danea, Nick, and Puma. One thing that I did my first year of college was get involved with a lot of different student groups and one of them was the Muslim Student Union because I had a lot of friends who were on the board and I was also interested in learning more about the religion of Islam. I went to one of their events and that's when I met Amira for the first time. She was performing and shortly after she learned that she was accepted in the dual degree program where she would earn her BA and MD in seven years. We actually had a conversation not too long ago about many things, but especially life purpose. And I was honest with her about not pursuing grad school right away. And I think I was a little scared on the inside that she would think I wasn't a driven person anymore, but 
to hear that she still thinks I'm ambitious even though I'm not pursuing that route is really helpful for me. I also don't remember necessarily giving her advice. I remember sharing my own experiences with grappling with post-graduation and navigating who I am versus who I used to be and it does seem like she took a lot away from that even though I wasn't explicitly telling her what to do, which I would say contributed to how I approached this podcast as being more experiential rather than prescriptive or advice giving because simply sharing my own process and journey is how I connect with others in real life. So I figured I would do the same in this podcast. Something that I'm not really confident in is my appearance. The way I dress and present myself I think is fine, but it isn't show-stopping by any means, and someone who has taught me a lot about how to be more confident in myself is Crystal. I met Crystal through my friend Tina, and have always thought she was a wonderful, radiant person, but it wasn't until I won a giveaway on her makeup page, she's amazing with doing her own and other people's makeup, and so she did my makeup for free. I was nervous to have someone so close to my face, being able to see every little imperfection and see how little I knew about makeup, but she was really patient with me. The experience was more comfortable because she created an environment where I could just be myself and I think the way she did my makeup did emphasize the pretty features I already had. So. I felt confident. We did a photo shoot and I felt really comfortable and confident in my own skin and I really appreciate that gift that she maybe doesn't even know that she gave me. One picture from the photo shoot is on my website so be sure to check that out. My last year of college was really transformative for me. I wasn't 100% sure what the next step was, although for a while I convinced myself it was a PhD program in counseling psychology. I did a lot of self-exploration through taking classes like Living on Purpose and creating ecosystems of well-being. I was definitely searching for more answers about who I am and who I wanted to be. In my last year of college, I was also a community advisor or CA in the freshman dorms. Other schools call this position an RA, by the way. And my main motives were honestly getting free housing and being able to create a community because when I was a freshman, I didn't even know who my CA was, nor did I know anyone else on my floor outside of my roommates. But I grew more than I imagined and met both Nick with a C and Connor through this position. I'll be honest, and I think Connor already knows this, but when we first met during CA, CA orientation, I did not really anticipate that I was going to be close to Connor. This is not to say I immediately like hated him on site. No, I just didn't give much thought to it. I will admit some stereotypes crossed my mind. He's in the business school and some of them are known for being like quote-unquote Carlson douchebag sorry and he had shared his love of guns and some of and some of his conservative values early on I would definitely poke fun at him and he would dish it back and it started kind of the sibling vibe and I honestly don't know when the turning point was maybe after being on duty together and chatting we learned that we got along really well also he's Christian I didn't really grow up with a religion and he was really open about me asking him questions about his understanding of the religion and his own spiritual practice and experience with with it and I really appreciated being able to engage with that experience in a non-judgmental way. I kind of envied his faith like there have been times when I wanted to believe in God so bad but that's not something you can force. I also appreciated how he said that I'm intentional but open to other opportunities because while I am resistant to deviating from my self 
claimed path, Connor never really boxed me in and said, oh, on day one, you said you wanted to pursue grad school, so why would you consider anything else? He was often go with the flow and do what makes you happy. So I spent a lot of time with him and also Nick. I think it's really sweet. He says that I had a positive attitude and that I was inspirational because to be honest, my last year of college was really challenging. I felt either apathetic, like I felt nothing, or I was really sad or confused. And not all the time, but they were definitely like pretty big moments of that. I had a lot of down moments where I struggled with being positive internally. So um, I kind of like to I kind of like to hear that I was positive in how I acted around others because for so long I convinced myself that I was like a loser in my last year but hearing him say that definitely challenges the single story that I had in my head about myself. Also Nick is actually one of the most positive people I know. He is often found laughing or with a big smile on his face. His care for his residents inspired me to step my game up. A lot of my jobs did involve working with peers so for two years I was also a peer mentor and that's how I met Denea. I loved that she called me a powerhouse. I'm the mitochondria baby <laughs> and I did take a lot of pride in being there for my students and one of my favorite parts about college was the people the connections I made and the relationships I formed so hearing Danae attest to that was really meaningful to me I also met Puma my last year I met a lot of cool people my last year of college but he definitely taught me about how to relax and take it easy a little more I wasn't surprised to hear him say he thought I was focused and driven I think that was something that was complimentary about our friendship is that if he needed an extra push of motivation to say apply to the journalism school I was there for him to support that but if I got overwhelmed by everything I was doing he was there to remind me that it's okay to take a break the fact that I have another audio clip from other friends that I've met in college who have had a profound impact on my life definitely makes me realize how grateful and fortunate I am to have these people in my life so here's what they have to say about me I would describe Brenny to someone who doesn't know her as someone with a big heart, someone who you know you can trust to get the job done, to get the job done right, someone who goes above and beyond, who is always thinking about not only a plan A, but a plan B, C, D, all the way to plan Z. Someone who can really feel for people, feel their emotions, feel what they're going through, understand them for who they are and where they may be coming from. Brenny is someone who is able to take feelings and translate them into words, who is able to meet you halfway, who is able to engage in meaningful conversations, and overall someone that I think everyone should have in their life. I think that when you have a Brenny in your life, a little bit of you um, feels more happy and more at ease that there's someone else in the world who cares as much as they do. So if I had to describe Brenny, she is the most caring, giving, uplifting, motivational, and charismatic too person that I know. She has like a glowing like aura around her. She is the person you go to if you want to get your life in order. <laughs> if she has hers in order. I've known her for a couple of years now and she's definitely a lifelong friend. She will change with you, be there with you, and grow with you. Just seeing her grow in the past couple of years has been amazing. The person she is today and the person she was when I met her are different but still Brenny. And I just can't wait to see what she gets up to in the future. I love you, Brenny. Brenny is 
so brave. That's why when she first told me about this podcast, I thought it was such a fitting name. I always enjoy our conversations because Brenny always encourages me to challenge myself and question why I do the things that I do. Is it what I really want to do or is it what I've been conditioned to believe is my responsibility to do? It's really nice to have someone in your corner like that who just wants you to be your happiest self, you know, like the best version of yourself and feeds into your personal journey of growth and success. And we have this thing that we say from Brene Brown that it goes lean into the discomfort. Um, and it just hits on this idea of growing and challenging your own set ways of thinking and behaving, which can be really uncomfortable to do, but it's so, so necessary. So I'm just really grateful to have a friend like Brenny in my life. She's truly a ray of thoughtful, intentional, and brave sunshine. You're the bestest. <laughs> it took me a while to think about what I wanted to say because there's so much one can say about Brenny, especially when you're close to her. If I was asked to answer this prompt a year ago, I would say Brenny is a leader. She is smart, academically driven, super busy, and a hard worker. But answering this now and knowing Brenny in the context of being her roommate and close friend, I say, yes, she is all of those things I previously mentioned. But since she's had more time to focus on herself after graduation, some aspects of Brenny that resonate with me more are a future yogi, an amazing cook, a person who loves potatoes, a person who is caring, giving, and is the most thoughtful friend I have. I know Brenny will be there for me no matter what, and I can always count on her. She is supportive, honest, and overall an amazing person who has a lot to offer this world. I've never been into podcasts, but I'm looking forward to making this the first podcast I actively listen to. So the voices you heard were Alexis, Ladon, Lensa, and Ellie. Ladon and Lensa are both people that I met while I was pursuing the pre-med track. I met Lensa through Minnesota Future Doctors, and she's actually in med school right now. And I also met Ladon through the pre-med student group we were both on the board for. And she is also in a medical-related master's program right now. These friendships certainly remind me that my two years of pursuing pre-med were not a waste at all because I got to meet them. Hearing Ladon say that I have my life in order is kind of funny. One, because she has seen me be so confused and lost. And two, she is so disciplined and I don't feel like she's ever not had her life together but maybe that's a misconception that I have. Regardless, it made my heart melt hearing that she sees me as a lifelong friend and also the comment about me growing over the past four years and how that's different, but I'm still me. Like, whoa, that kind of shook me to my core because I want that. I want to feel that identity integration where, yes, things can change, career paths can change, my passions can change, but who I am at my core remains the same. And the fact that Ladon sees that in me gives me hope that I will one day be able to feel that sense of cohesion. And Lensa is someone who inspires me to be the best version of myself, so I love that she said that about me. We have definitely had some meaningful moments together encouraging one another to be vulnerable. Her friendship has helped me be more kind and patient with myself. I don't think I've ever told her this, but she took some time after undergrad before going to med school, like a few years, and I thought that was dope of her to do. She wanted time for herself and she took it. That was so powerful 
impossible for me to observe and I still thought very highly of her. I think seeing her do that subconsciously gave me permission that it was okay for me to do the same thing. So thank you for that, Linsa. I met Ellie in the last semester of my junior year. We are both in the Narrative Identity Culture and Education Lab working on a study called Identity Integration Among Muslim Americans. And I definitely think my friendships with people who are Muslim enabled me to see the value in this study and not only gain an incredible mentor, but also be exposed to a topic that I really grew to be passionate about and even did my senior thesis on it. After meeting Ellie, we really clicked and got along really well. It was really cool for me to hear Ellie's comparative analysis of how she would describe me when I was in the height of my quote-unquote grind of being super productive and preparing for grad school to who I am now post-graduation. A lot of the things she mentioned in that in that later half, I think, are things that are more consistently who I am and are not circumstantial. I think I will always love cooking and eating potatoes and doing yoga. It also meant a lot to me that she thinks I'm thoughtful and she can count on me to be there for her because even in the past few months, she has held me while I cried or ranted or was jumping from excitement. She is an incredible friend who allows me to break down but still sees me as a whole person. Additionally, Alexis is someone I met when I was a CA. She was also a CA in the same dorm the previous year and I'm sure I'll have her on a future full episode so I won't reveal too much but I will react and say that many of the things she said about me I would also say about her. One meaningful conversation that stands out to me is when I don't remember exactly what I was distressed about. It could be a number of things but she shared this story that someone asked her if she spoke Swahili and she said no like no one taught her that and she used that as a metaphor for being like you can't be mad at yourself for not knowing how to do something like process your emotions if you were never taught so give yourself some grace and kindness to learn and acknowledge that it's okay that you don't have to have everything sorted out all the time you don't have to expect that from yourself and that's a message i think i will always carry with me so the wonderful people in this next clip are two people that i consider to be my best friends tina and disney i met disney when i was in fifth grade and it's funny because the stories of kind of how i met both of these people are kind of similar in that other people were like hey you two look similar so when disney and i were in fifth grade we had a mutual friend who said that we looked similarly and we also had teachers who would mistake us for each other and so at a certain point we were like okay now we just we just gotta meet and once we met we became really close friends and it was kind of a similar story with me and tina you will hear all about that in the very first full episode where tina is featured in it so please stay tuned for that but here is what the two of them had to say about me okay so when i do describe brenny to my friends who don't know her since we don't go to school together i usually start with a she's honestly one of the best people i know and i wholeheartedly mean that because she just has such a big heart and open mind and she's so ambitious which inspires me so much and like honestly has kept me going in a lot of my studies or some of my moments and like whenever I'm not feeling the best or I'm just down she's one of the first people I go to and she can pick me up so easily and fast and make me feel so much better and motivated um and the best part of that is I've seen her do the same thing for other people that she doesn't know that well because she's just such a supportive kind person I think like truly everyone who has ever gotten like the privilege to know her experience her genuineness is so so lucky and so am I and I I think the best way to 
describe writing would be that she just <laughs> she radiates such light and warmth to the people environment around her that it's just like magnetic and charismatic and just she's someone that I'm so lucky to have in my life and who I feel so grateful to have and anyone else who gets to know her I think is also would probably feel similarly and be just as grateful oh my gosh Brian, Brenny, I don't even know how to figure out how to describe you to someone who doesn't know you. All they need to know is you are like a pioneer. Everything that you're interested in, you go for, and you do it with grace, with beauty, with the purest of intentions, and you help others along the way in achieving whatever it is they want to achieve. Seriously, I've never met, like, a kinder soul, just the the most understanding person. Every positive word in the dictionary or thesaurus or whatever the hell you want to look at, it's, it's you. Like, that's all you. So, so to someone that doesn't know Brenny, all they need to know is that whatever you need, she's got you. Whatever questions you have, she's going to find the answer out. Please help you find it. The sweetest person ever. I just have, I have nothing else to say other than wow. Y'all are lucky if you know her, and if you don't know her yet, you will, because she's making changes. She's changed my life. She's going to change all of your guys' So, heart, I love you. Okay, at this point, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude, but especially for these two girls, because they know basically everything about me. They had to endure listening to my multiple takes of this episode and also listen to me rave about every little idea or interest that I've had, and they have always been so patient and caring about those things. Disney and Tina see the multiple layers of who I am on a daily basis and the fact that they both still love me and not just tolerate me but embrace all of who I am makes me thank myself for pushing through the hard moments so I can have them in my life always rooting for me. But also hitting me with truth serums and being real with me. It's been really hard for me to be in different states than Disney. At this point, we've spent more of our friendship apart than together and I miss her a lot. Like, so much it hurts my heart. But she's over at Stanford doing amazing things, and I think we've done a good job at still maintaining our friendship, even though we're both really busy. It made my heart smile to hear that she thinks I'm one of the best people she knows, because I feel like when you're so close to someone as we are, you see it all. The flaws, the shortcomings, the weaknesses, the mistakes, the failures, and the fact that she holds all of those but also doesn't let me forget my positive characteristics really makes a big difference for me. She's definitely one of the first people I go to also. So if I need help making a decision, if I'm sad about something, if I'm happy about something, she's always there. I learn so much from her all the time, but I think one thing that stands out to me is her belief in love. She is 100% a hopeless romantic. I hope she doesn't mind me saying that. And sometimes I give her shit about it, but I honestly appreciate that about her a lot. She is a really creative person and has handmade me gifts like a dinosaur made out of paper and a flower box made out of paper or a really cool Christmas tree card. I can't wait to see the sappy but amazingly thoughtful things she does for her future partner because whoa, are they a lucky ass person. Doing the work that I do, it's sometimes easy to get wrapped up in all of the hate that exists in the world and Disney's love of love is what oftentimes helps to pull me out of the darkness and that means so much to me. And Tina, your message is the most Tina thing I have ever heard in my life. Your personality is the best and I'm lucky to have you in my first ever full episode so please listen to that 
I'll keep this short since we talk about our friendship in that episode. One thing I will say, and I mention it in the episode, but is so meaningful to me, is that I can relax and laugh around you. You create an environment where I can let my guard down, I can be silly and playful and connect with you in that way. It is a really freeing feeling going from feeling trapped and scared to being open and goofy is more liberating than you'll ever know, and I'm so appreciative that I get a dose of that every day in my life. Now it is time for me to introduce the very last clip, which I am titling as professional. These are different people who I know in a professional capacity. Let's hear what they have to say about me. How would I describe Brenny to somebody who doesn't know her? Um, kind, energetic, and fun. I work with Brennison, and she is a ball of fire and light. It is such a joy to hear all of the ways that I can be more mindful and appreciate the, the opportunities and assets around me to do better for this community. And um, I learn a lot from Renison. So I'm super grateful that she serves with the world and with the community. And I hope that you are grateful too. If I had to describe Renison in a few words to someone who didn't know her, I would say that she's very generous, um, incredibly resourceful very creative. She's really dedicated to her work to end domestic violence. She always has so many incredible ideas and really the passion and the drive to see them through to the very end. She's really, really committed to them. Um, I'm always impressed by how many new ideas she comes up um, and how much time and effort she puts into achieving them. She's also just a very kind and generous person. Um, who gives so much of her time and energy to other people. I would say Brenny is a wonderful woman, and I think Brenny is an excellent listener, and that's one of the many things that I enjoy about her the most. If I created an acrostic for Brennison Wheeler, it would say that Brenny is brave, reflective, energetic, natural, imaginative, sage, extroverted, and noteworthy. And once you get to know Brenny more, you'll see why. So the voices you heard were two Laurens, one I met in yoga school and the other is my current supervisor. Maggie, who was my predecessor, Steve, the director of the mentor program I was a part of, and Vianne, who was my mentor for our summer research program. You'll actually hear more about Steve and Vianne in this second full episode, so I'm going to let you wait for that, but I will share a little bit more about my job. So I am currently the Education and Outreach Coordinator at a domestic violence shelter. I kind of applied for this job on a whim. It wasn't really 100% aligned with research or what I quote-unquote thought would prepare me for grad school, but I applied anyway because it sounded like a really cool job. I would get to be in the community and have a lot of different responsibilities. Once I actually submitted the application, I realized how much I wanted the job. I do enjoy educating others. I was a tutor for student-athletes in college, and I really loved the aspect of connecting with people. Where where they are currently at and hoping to increase their knowledge about a certain topic. Once I interviewed, I felt like that organization is where I belonged. I couldn't quite explain it, but I felt so compelled and drawn to it, and it has worked out really well so far. I'm very passionate about the work that I do, and it means a lot to hear from my boss that she has learned things from me because I'm constantly learning from her, whether it's about the importance of self-care and using your PTO and how the nonprofit world works. One thing I really admire about Lauren is that she is a person. She doesn't put up a front and it inspires me to be more unapologetically myself. 
Additionally, Maggie is someone I heard a lot about because she was in my position before me and she now works at Balance Free Minnesota. I had really big shoes to fill and I experienced a lot of imposter syndrome when I first started and not feeling like I knew what I was talking about or not deserving the position or feeling like it was too much of a responsibility. But Maggie would grab coffee with me and share her challenging experiences and to hear that she's impressed by my resourcefulness and my drive definitely validated me and I'll have to listen to that the next time I feel inadequate in my work. And the other Lauren who spoke is someone I met in yoga school. So I started yoga school at a place called Devanati in September. It's a 235 hour teacher training. I know I will discuss it more in depth in future episodes, but Lauren was one of the first people that I connected with in training and I didn't really know much about healing and energies before yoga school. And Lauren is also a massage therapist and one day I told her about how I was having migraines and she was able to pinpoint point the exact spot by massaging my shoulders. I don't know. It was magic, but it made a really big difference in how I was feeling that day and I can't wait to continue learning more from her. Alright, if you're listening to this, you deserve a round of applause. Woo! Because it means that you got to the end of this mini episode. I know it's way longer than the other ones, but I think that this episode is really important. Also, it's longer because I have those audio clips, so thank you for sticking it out. I hope you learned a lot about me and was able to be able to connect to different parts of my story and who I am, so please continue to join me on my journey. The next mini episode is all about season one, which is not so basic, basic moments. Click on that to learn a little bit more about what to expect in the first season of the first seven episodes. Thank you so much for listening. I will also be releasing blogs, so you can go to my website at www.bravemomentpodcast.com. You can also follow me on social media if you're not already. It's at bravemomentpodcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much, and that's a wrap.